It was quite an eventful day for the University of Louisville Athletics Department on Thursday. We're going to talk about everything that happened on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Also want to take this time to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Global podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. As I mentioned, it was quite an eventful day for the University of Louisville. On Thursday, they are tasked now with replacing their president and athletic director. Um, We'll talk about um, how that came to be and uh, the initial reactions from it and um, my uh, true feelings regarding the matter. Um, And then we'll transition over into some very positive news. The Louisville volleyball team, number one ranked continue to roll on in the NCAA tournament, defeating the number 16th ranked Florida Gators on Thursday. We're talking about what went right for the cards in that matchup. And finally, on Sunday, the number 7th ranked Louisville women's basketball team will host number 14 Kentucky Wildcats in the KFC Yum Center. Talk about everything you need to know about that matchup coming up here in just a second. Before we get into the content of today's show, Like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst, and also do some various PA announcing work for the university in various sports. You can follow my personal Twitter in the handle in the graphic at the bottom left corner of your screen, or you can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore global. So, Let's get right on into it. On Thursday, it was announced in the morning that President Neely Bendapudi would uh, was taking the um, Penn State president position. Um, and then on a little bit later on in the day, the University of Louisville announced that it had it had accepted the resignation of athletic director Vince Tyra. It was dated to be effective on December eighth, which which means that it was um, drafted on Wednesday, sent in and accepted by the university on Thursday. So um, I got to be honest, if you're coming to this show to you know hear someone bash the university or be negative or you know just tell you that the sky is falling, I got I gotta be honest. this may not be the episode for you. Um, I just, I'm not telling you how to feel, but I'm telling you that my true feelings on the matter are are just in a little bit of a different light. Uh, first of all, I want to thank both of them for their work here at the university, starting with uh, President Ben DePuti. Um She came into the university when it had issues with accreditation um, and righted the ship, got the academic uh, side of things um, you know, caught up to speed and did a lot of great things and even did so during, you know, uh, a worldwide pandemic so had some circumstances when she came into the university and and um you know definitely 
I think she did very well and, and you know really helped the university in a lot of ways. And then uh, athletic director Vince Tyra came to the athletic department in possibly its darkest part of the program or the department's history. I mean, we talk about after the Katina Powell stuff, the Brian Bowen stuff was fresh. The, it was announced that athletic director at the time, Tom Jurich, was fired. A head basketball coach and Hall of Famer Rick Patino was fired. Um, just overall, a really dark time in the University of Louisville athletics history. And Vince came in willingly and over the past however many years has donated his money at various times, donated his bonuses, um, donated land for the alley that a lot of um, a lot of tailgaters at the football games uh, enjoy. And he is now um, you know, no longer the athletic director here at Louisville. But I want to say thank you to him um, for his contributions to the athletic department in a time where it needed unity. I felt like he provided that. Um, he did a lot of good things along with uh, President Ben DiPuti, and um, I, I'm not going to bash them. I, I can't control what you do. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. I'm not going to tell you how to fan. But I'm just telling you, um, you know, I, I'm grateful for their contributions, regardless of anything that's happened in the past week. And um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the positives in these things. And I think the overall takeaway and the overall feeling is that it's not as bad as it, as it looks to be. Yes, optically, you, you never want to have to replace your president and your athletic director um, at the same time. Uh, you know, even more so, you never want to have, have to have it happen on the same day. And, um, you know, it, it might cause a little panic, but I, I, I caution you not to overreact yet. Let the let the uh, vetting process in the in the search, um, you know, take its toll and, um, you know, see who the university hires at both positions. Um, I'm interested to see who they hire at president. Um, and I know that there are some very solid athletic director um candidates out there that I think there's a handful of them that would really be solid here at Louisville. So I'm not necessarily, you know. I'm not getting worked up is what I'm trying to get at because number one, I know that, you know, as much as people want to gripe and complain, you know, this university has a lot of people on its staff that truly care about, you know, the university and its athletic department and so on and so forth in all aspects of, you know, University of Louisville. I've worked with a handful of them, whether it be as a PA announcer or, you know, as a reporter, as a beat writer, I've come uh, in contact with, with a lot of employees. I've, um, you know, gotten to, um, you know, become acquainted with others. And I can tell you that there is a ton of passion from the staff um, here at the University of Louisville. And that is where my confidence lies that, you know, although it may not have, um, you know, a leader on paper as an athletic director, you know, very solid sports information directors, very um, great associate athletic directors, um, you know, going, you know, so on and so forth down to the interns. I mean, they're really bought into what they're doing here at the University of Louisville and they do it passionately. They do it, um, you know, up to their very high standards. So, um, and not not to mention, I think that, you know, that there's been a lot of toll on, you know, fans over the past handful of years. Like I mentioned, the scandals in basketball, the unexpected rebuild uh, in the last year of Bobby Petrino in 2018. I get it. Fans are exhausted mentally. Um, you, you want some good news. Um, and I'm not telling you how to fan. I mean, I'm a fan as well. Like I, I understand the frustration, you know, with everything kind of built up, um, you know, 
the NC with the NCAA cloud having, you know, we're nowhere, you're, we're not any closer to where we were to getting a, a judgment than we were in 2017 when this stuff came out. And I get it. That's frustrating. But um, I would, I would advise those that um, really only follow men's basketball and football to expand their fandom because there are some great programs here at the University of Louisville. I mean, you talk about the volleyball team who we're going to discuss their win here in, in the next segment. They're 31-0 and in fighting for a national championship. And, um, you know, women's basketball, a perennial contender, baseball, perennial contender, men and women's soccer both spent times ranked this season. Field hockey is in national contention every year. Uh, swimming and diving is, is is a very decorated program. So, you know, so on and so forth. There are so many very solid programs here at the university to where, you know, I, I get it. You know, it, it may be a little frustrating on, on the men's basketball side of things um, and in other ways because of that NCAA cloud. But once you realize that this university has so many solid coaches and, and very, you know, distinguished programs, I, I think it takes away some of that negativity. And I want to, you know, just – express that I, I'm being positive here because look, you can't control what's happened. The only way, the only thing you can do is control how you react to it. And, and I think that there's so much more to be positive about in this, in this, um, you know, the university as a whole and with so many passionate workers working behind the scenes that you don't hear about because they don't get the recognition that I believe they deserve. Um, you know, I, I think that's where my confidence lies. So I'm not telling you how to fan. I'm not telling you you can't be frustrated um, with certain aspects. I'm just telling you where I stand. I'm you know grateful for uh, President Neely Bendapudi and uh, Athletic Director Vince Tyra for their contributions over the past couple of years to the University of Louisville. We wish them best of luck in their future endeavors wherever that may be. I'm excited to see um, you know what names start arising in the president and the athletic director search, and uh, we'll can you. We'll continue to talk about it whenever we get some more information. So, um, you know, when those hires are made, we'll discuss them. But until then, you know, just relax. Um, you know, this this athletic department still needs your support, and um, now more than ever, we need to unify. We need to come together as a fan base, and um, you know, just go out there and support our cards, regardless of sport. Because even even in tough times for for men's basketball and football. Um, in, in certain aspects, it's still, you know, imperative that we, you know, give the focus to the sports that deserve it as well that don't necessarily get it. So, moving on to one of those sports that deserves more attention and it's getting more, um, you know, with each passing match, the number one Louisville volleyball team rolled over the number sixteen Florida Gators in a three zero sweep at Freedom Hall on Thursday afternoon. We're going to talk about what went right for the Cardinals in that contest right after we talk about our friends at On Location. So let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage. I'm talking about the Super Bowl, obviously. Super Bowl 56 is at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. It's less than 100 days away. And On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, etc., and more, plus accommodations at five-star L.A. hotels and food by the Great Wolf Pack Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 
56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. I also want to take this time to talk about the title sponsor of the show, NetSuite. So I want you to imagine a situation. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and many more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash NCAA. Head to NetSuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Once again, that is NetSuite.com slash NCAA. All right. As I mentioned, um, some great news. The number one global volleyball team swept the Florida Gators 16th ranked at Freedom Hall on Thursday afternoon. Uh, it was a very dominant performance. Once again, the Cardinals in the three matches, the NCAA tournament have not dropped a set. They've won nine and have not lost one. So um, kind of quickly going through the match, the cards had five or I'm sorry. Yes. Five players that had over five kills. That's Anna Stevenson, Claire Chausse, Iko Jones, Amaya Tillman, and the match high kills leader, Anna DeBeer, had 13. She was the only one in double digits. Tori Dilfer led the way, 32 assists on the afternoon. Iko Jones and Maya Tillman both had three blocks along with Anna Stevenson. And then Tori Dilfer had 12. Uh, I'm sorry, two. The cards had 12 overall. Um, overall, four service aces compared to four, uh, six service errors. And the cards were pretty much dominant all afternoon. So kind of looking into that first set, I think the the number one thing that, that stands out to me in this matchup for the Louisville Cardinals was the fact that I keep coming back to this point. Despite how unbelievably talented this squad is, and they are, don't get me wrong, there are so many standouts on this team, what impresses me the most is how well they handle adversity in the match. It is incredible. And they've shown it all season long. They showed it up against Pittsburgh. They showed it at home against Pittsburgh. Uh, in both matches against Georgia Tech, who the Cards will play in the Elite Eight match. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Overall, it was put on full display once again. And what kind of gets lost in the sauce here, so to speak, is the cards trailed in the first set 3-0 early on and then ripped off eight in a row. It kind of gets overlooked because the set ended, I believe it was 25-16 to in favor of the number one Cardinals. They went up 1-0 and set the tone. That was a big moment that didn't get talked about enough in the postgame. Um, and then finally, in that second set, it was put on full display. It was 14-10 to Louisville. It looked like the cards were going to uh, you know, bust the second set open like they did the first. Florida came screaming back. They took the lead. It was 20 to 18. I'm sorry, it was 22 to 20. Um, it got to that. Um, in terms of uh, Florida on top, Danny Busbum Kelly took the timeout and 
The Cardinals adjusted and ripped off five straight to take the second set and completely changed the trajectory of the match. And in the, the third set, it was 25-12 to 12 and um, you know, Florida ran out of the gas, so to speak. So overall, I think that, you know, that second set is, yes, you see the fact that they are winning these sets and they're not losing uh, many. And it begs the question, why is that? And that's because when when other teams go on runs of their own or Louisville goes down, they don't they don't get down on themselves. They don't sulk. You don't see it in their demeanor. In fact, they they stay poised. They never get too high. They never get too low, but they stay in the moment. And that is what impresses me the most is the fact that, yes, the target on their back grows increasingly as the season goes on, as they accumulate another win. With each win, the pressure builds. They are three wins away from winning a national title undefeated. But right now, you wouldn't even be able to tell with the way they play because they are so attent- you know, they're so attentive to the small details, and especially in a match where you're down 22-20 to 20 and ripping off five straight to win the set in that second one. You know, it, it just goes to show you you know, in kind of epitomizes why the reason why Louisville is where they are. Not to mention, I mean, they're extremely talented, but also why they're at where they're at. So they'll move on to an Elite Eight matchup with the eighth-ranked Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets who swept the ninth-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes after the Louisville match on Thursday at Freedom Hall. That match, 6 o'clock, Freedom Hall on Saturday. Get your tickets. Um, we need to get the you know, we need to get another crowd like it was against Thursday. It was on Thursday it was electric. It is very tough to beat a team three times in one season. And Louisville has swept Georgia Tech both on the road and at home at LN Federal Credit Union Arena. However, the sets have been pretty close outside of a 25 to 15 set victory in the opening one in Atlanta. Every set I feel like has been decided by less than six points. I mean, some of those have been just by two and having to go past the regulation 25 point mark to determine victor of a set. So it's, it's, it's going to be a very tough matchup for the cards um but if there is one team that can pull it off i think louisville is going to um you know could very well do it and you know you could play devil's advocate and say yeah well it is true that georgia tech is more aware of louisville's tendencies and how they play and their personnel more so than almost any other team in the country because they played them three times now but you could flip that argument on its head and say well also louisville is more accustomed to Georgia Tech as well. So it's kind of um, it just kind of depends on where your where your head's at and how you feel about playing a you know a first time opponent or opponent that you play three times. My opinion is that it, you know it's tough to beat a team three times in a row, but if a team can do it, it's definitely the number one ranked global Cardinal. So we'll talk about the result of that match, regardless of what it is on the Monday episode of the show. Uh, Before Monday comes, the day before Sunday, the Louisville women's basketball team, or they host a top 15 opponent in the Kentucky Wildcats. We'll talk about everything you need to know about that matchup, players to watch for, keys to the game, final prediction, etc. after we talk about our friends at Built Bar. The holiday season is officially underway, so grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, 
and covered in real chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat while being high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Not to mention there's so many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie? Will you have cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? And not to mention here, Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Um, do a, do yourself a favor. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that is using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we're in the final segment of the show. Before we get into the content, I want to say thank you once again for making us your first lesson of the day. Just a reminder, the show is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. So number seventh ranked Louisville Cardinals will play host to the number 14th ranked Kentucky Wildcats in a rivalry women's basketball matchup. The Kentucky Wildcats enter the contest sporting a 6-2 and two record, actually lost last night to the DePaul um I think it's what what is DePaul's um I forget what DePaul's mascot is. Is it the Blue Devils? Is it the Blue Demons? Regardless, they lost um at home to DePaul. Their first loss came against uh top ten Indiana on the road in a nine uh, I'm sorry, a twenty-one point loss. The six wins that Kentucky possesses right now, only one of those being over a power five opponent that is against West Virginia in a 23 point victory just um, last week. So it's going to be an interesting matchup for the Cardinals. I think key players to the game to watch for number one for Kentucky. This should come as no surprise. It is senior leader Ryan Howard, who leads the team 19.5 points per game, 6-2 guard out of Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, very solid shooting the ball very well from deep at 38%, averaging 6.9 rebounds, 4.4 assists, 3.4 steals. So she is definitely the heart and soul of this team. However, they do have uh, multiple players that average in double figures. We'll talk about those here in just a second. But Ryan Howard is the player to watch here for Kentucky because I feel like their ceiling drastically changes if she is having an on game. Uh, for the Cardinals, it, it's a little bit murkier to um, – to pick the uh, player to watch for, considering the fact that um, you know there's you know it's very very balanced attack. I think for me, it, you kind of have to go further down the depth chart a little bit. Um, I think that there's two players to watch for, in my opinion. That is Olivia Cochran and Liz Dixon. Both are averaging just over six points per game, respectively. Um, but this is a Kentucky team that plays uh, smaller. Um, Olivia Owens is, is really their true um, you know through. Excuse me. Threat in the middle, six four center, redshirt junior, uh, Nia Leverretter is only playing about ten point seven uh, minutes per game, six foot three, um, and she's averaging you know under a point per game. So, you know, Kentucky not. I I think that uh, Kentucky is going to struggle with. Um, uh, with really holding the cards inside, they do have some size at the wing, um, but it's going to be a matter of. What can they do to counteract what Louisville will do in the paint? I think that that's where Liz Dix and Olivia Cochran come into play. They played pretty well against Belmont collectively. Struggled just a tad against Michigan with the size that the Wolverines had. But for the cards, it's Dixon, it's Cochran. I look for them to have some big games if they do watch out because that spells trouble. Um, you know, 
adding that to the you know the pretty solid guard play. The keys to the game for the Cardinals in this one, number one, it is defending the wing. Emily Inksler has been very solid uh, at you know defense on the perimeter. That's where it's going to be put to the test. Ryan Howard, one of the toughest players to guard with her with her size and just her overall you know skill set, very advanced um, scorer all over the all over the court. Uh, Dreyana Edwards, 6'2 forward as well. She's second on the team and scoring 18.9 points per game. So they um, they have athletic wings that you have to um, really respect. And for the cards, it's going to be um, you know limiting and making life hard for Ryan Howard and um, you know uh, Dreyana Edwards as well. So another key to the game when you look at statistically speaking, what Kentucky does. They shoot the ball well from deep, 35% uh, from behind the arc. However, they allow their opponents to shoot uh, 32.4%. Compare that to uh, Louisville shooting 34.7%, only allowing their opponents to shoot under 24% from the three-point line. I think that that has to be another point of emphasis for Jeff Walls' team on Sunday, and that is making the Kentucky Wildcats work from behind the arc and, and forcing them to attack the basket because Kentucky shoots the ball well from deep, and they, um, they, they just, they, they overall really they score more points per game. They're averaging just under 84 points per game while giving up 63. Louisville, however, it's more of a defensive battle. They score under 70, but they do not allow opponents to score over 50 on average. So it, it's going to be a matter of making Kentucky work for their offense, um, forcing them deep into shot clocks, and um, not allowing them a, a ton of open shots. Yeah, yeah, Dalton. Of course, you don't want to allow a team open shots and stuff like that, but I think that it really uh, pertains well to this matchup because Kentucky is a team that scores the ball really well. Louisville is a team that defends the ball really well. So uh, something has to give. I think that the Louisville defense is going to be very attentive. A lot of that has to be centered around Ryan Howard and Dreyana Edwards, Um, but there are some other girls on that team that can definitely throw a wrench into the game plan. But overall, Final predictions, I think that this is going to be a close game for the first half. I think that Louisville is ultimately going to win by about 8 to 10 points here. Um, Wouldn't surprise me if it's by more considering the fact that they beat Michigan by 22 points. Defensively, if they're forcing Kentucky to take some bad shots, especially from behind the arc and their shots aren't falling, I could see this game being a double-digit deficit for the Wildcats. But um, I'm giving the win to Louisville here. Uh, I I feel pretty confident in that. Uh, The Cardinals have been pretty solid in this rivalry. Uh, since Jeff Walls ha- has been at the helm of Louisville, especially in the past you know five, six, seven, eight years, so uh, I look for the players in the middle, Dixon and Cochran, to have solid games. Um, I'm looking for Haley Van Lith to you know get out of her shooting funk, uh, you know, so to speak. She's been playing better and better this past week against uh, Michigan and DePaul. We look for her to uh, you know play solid as well. So overall, I look for a Cardinal victory. It was a very eventful uh, past couple days for the Louisville. Um, for the University of Louisville Athletics Department. Uh, just a, a couple final thoughts. Um, you know, volleyball shows that there are so there's there's a ton of programs in this athletic department that need your support. They deserve your support because of the great things that they're doing. Um, you know, it gives you a chance to stay positive in a time of uncertainty. You know, nothing is as bad as it seems. I know it's not ideal, but at the end of the day, we thank you know President Neely Bendapudi. Uh, Athletic Director Vince Tyra for their work and their contributions to the university. We wish them the best of luck. Before we get out here, a couple quick shout-outs. First to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Um, the 
most recent episodes will be dropping um, here in the next couple of days. Uh, the first one on Saturday, and it's the 10-year anniversary of Cardinal Sports Zone. So happy birthday to Cardinal Sports Zone. You can find all that content at cardinalsportszone.com. Also, a quick shout-out to the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Um, there's no better content out there than that uh, when it comes to making your bets and doing a little wagering. Um, you can follow that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up this Friday edition of the show. Uh, there is going to be a bonus episode uh, previewing the matchup, the men's basketball matchup against DePaul. So be sure to check that out. Everyone have a great weekend. Relax. Go cheer on the cards in the multiple sports that are playing. And we'll see you right back here on Monday. <laughs>